0: <laughs> how you guys doing today? Good. 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 How are you? good. Real good. Thanks. Everybody situated? Well, great. Thanks a lot. Appreciate uh, that. Mike Yersich, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I'll let him make a few brief comments to start it off, and then you know the drill. Raise your hand if you have a question. We'll get a mic to you. Thank you guys appreciate you guys being here and coming out today um, just want to say how uh, how fortunate we are as a family to be here and, and want to thank coach Herman uh, and, and Chris for uh, bringing us aboard here and, and being part of this uh, unbelievable tradition and uh, but most of all i want to I want to thank my wife I want to thank my wife and my children my family uh, for their sacrifice um, for me to be able to um, attain my goals in, in my career and especially to come here to Texas and to seek this tremendous opportunity. Um, so I have a lot to be thankful for, um, grateful uh, to be here, honored to be here, uh, to represent the University of Texas and to lead this offense. So I'm excited to get going on, on this job and uh, this offseason. It's, it's super busy just getting off the road recruiting and uh, now that it's dead, um, being able to to come back after a after a move with the family just got done unpacking. Actually, the wife's still at home, probably unpacking boxes right now, and uh, and and that's not a fun job, you know. So, um, again, I thank her and all her all the love she gives me and, and all the effort she gives to our family. And uh, without her, I couldn't I couldn't be here. So, uh, with that, we'll, we'll start with the questions. Starting on the right, Joe. Starting on, start on, on the, the right, sure, it back Hey, Joe. Uh, Joe hyphen finalists in the quarterback room. You're at a very prominent program. Why did you decide to not only leave that quarterback room, but that program and come to the, the, this program with Sam Ellinger quarterback room? Sam's a hell of a player, and he's a big part of why I chose this position. Um, he's an experienced quarterback. He's a proven winner. Um, I, think, I think being at Oklahoma State for six years and, and coaching in the Big 12, it gives you perspective on the enormity of what Texas football is. Um, it also allows you to recruit um, just about every day, if not every day, in, in the best-playing football state in America. And, um, you know, that's something that is within itself a, a, a heck of an honor and a big responsibility. Um, the football played here at the high school level is, is unmatched. And to be here at the University of Texas, to be able to recruit Texas – to be able to coach the quarterbacks and call plays for the University of Texas, that's that's an opportunity that comes once in a lifetime, and I'm not going to let that one pass me up. Over here on your left, Coach. Chip. Mike, Chip Brown. What um, up? When you and Tom met and interviewed, where was their commonality and where <coughs> are you going to put your own spin on things? The commonality was we didn't want to change a whole bunch from a bone structure, from a, from a gut standpoint, systematic standpoint, um, because it's a lot easier for one guy to have to learn something than to ask 60 other guys to learn a new language. So there is a lot of sameness from Ohio State's offensive system and what, what is in place here at Texas with Coach Herman. Um, and a lot of that stems from from coach Meyer and his his uh offensive system and how that's branched and every year it's going to morph and it's going to change and it's going to develop as they have here um, each year at texas and and that's what you have to do because your personnel changes so you have to adapt your system to your personnel but we will tweak and we will uh we will add and delete and and that is a process that uh is is uh going to be continuous until we get the spring ball. So the, the amount and the quantity of, of what exactly that is and, and the plays, um, you know, we all have experiences. We all have preference of how we want to move the football. And uh, the most important thing is, is that we keep in mind our players, their strengths, how we line them up and how we get them mismatched or match them up against the opposition. And finally, it's plays. So players, formations, plays. And uh, that's the the philosophy moving forward, and, and um, that's what's most important. And to get these guys playing fast, obviously they got to be playing flat, fast so that the, when they come off the ball, there is absolutely no hesitation, and they know their offensive schemes better than the defense knows their defensive schemes. That's the goal, to get them playing uh, to the, to their maximum and bringing out um, you know their their best abilities. In middle, Richardson. Um, Obviously, I don't need to tell you that Mike Gundy is a tremendous coach. I'm curious, uh, after spending so many years under him, what are some of the things that you learned from him that you kind of maybe bring to the table, some of the attributes, just things to that effect? I think Mike has a tremendous uh, work-life balance, and I think that's something that uh, we all in this profession strive for and almost impossible uh, to attain. Um, but, but he's got that, and, and I admire that, and uh, and that's something that we – to keep things in perspective, I think Coach Gundy has, has done a tremendous job. You know, we talk about, you know, analogies of, you know, there's boulders and then there's there's pebbles, and, and it's, you know, you want to move the boulders. You don't want to have to deal with the pebbles. So I think Coach Gundy understands priorities, what's very important um, within time and space. Um, so what is important now he, he seems to move boulders, and and that's what I've observed from him over the six years of working with him um his ability to prioritize um is is uh is uncanny and his relationships with people I, I think um Mike treats his players extremely well he treats his coaches extremely well and so that takes a consistent demeanor every day you got to be the same guy and and uh Although I think the media and, and, and you know take things and runs with them, um, he's a very consistent person and, and awesome to work for, and I'm I'm very uh, honored uh, to have to have worked for him and blessed that, that he called my number. You love Coach Brian. Hey, bye, hey, Brian Davis from Statesman. Um Before the album Bowl, Tom talked about how he wanted to pass off play calling duties again and, and go back to being a CEO type of coach, right? And I wonder with you, uh, was that music to your ears? Like, yes, I want to call plays. Let me take the full responsibility for it and the uh, and the uh, the praise and the criticism that goes along with it. Sure. Is that what you wanted? Sure, absolutely. That's that's part of it, and that's a big reason why. Um, that's that's a uh, to me. That's where all the you know in in my job. That's that's a heck of a responsibility, but it's something that uh, you know it gets me off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Standing out, Cedric? Hey, my name Cedric Golden, Austin American Statesman. Um, I know your years in Stillwater are going to help you with this experience, but uh, what's unique about these Big 12 streets dealing with these defenses and these uh, higher scoring games that you've been, you saw in the can, can you rephrase the question for me? I'm sorry. Oh, so these, your, the years you spent in Stillwater yeah. are going to help you with this gig, but what's unique about these Big 12 streets? Of the high-scoring games um, after, after you've spent time in uh, Columbus, it's a great question, and um, I, I think it's the uh, I, I think it's the fundamentals and the approach that offenses take in the Big Twelve. Not necessarily about Big Twelve defenses, but I think it's in regards to the offensive philosophy in the Big Twelve and how well the, the passing game is taught and how everything um, and how many good quarterbacks have, have been in this conference. And if you compare, you know, just the ability to throw the football down the field, the Big 12 to me is superior, his opinion, is superior than every other any other conference in, in America. Um, and then we can, you know, we can argue, was that is that offensively? You know, is it the quarterback strengths? Is it the, the, the fundamentals that are taught? Uh, the philosophical, philosophical approach uh, Big 12 coordinators and head coaches take? Or is it the lack of, of defense? And, um, you know, I, I think it's a little, little of both maybe. I, I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to that. Um, I know this. The, the Big 12 defenses appear to me – to be more dynamic in how they defend you and what you have to prepare for. You're going to get more variety in the Big 12, and I think that has happened because of um, um, need. People are looking for ways to stop and to, to keep these offenses at bay and to keep the scoring down. So therefore you're seeing a little bit more innovation and, and disguise and different things and different types of blitz structures and fronts and, and those sorts of things. But everything comes full circle now. So as soon as we say that, we'll start seeing some more muscled up formations here with certain teams <coughs> in the Big 12 and then, and then how our defense is gonna then adapt to that. So if you're a three down system that then plays with five DBs, now you're facing a team that plays with 12 personnel you know, how, how now, now you're susceptible to that. So then we'll go full circle again. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of, of this league, and that's the beauty of recruiting and, and, and personnel and matchups and all those good schemes. That's the fun part. In the middle. Hey, Coach, Taylor Estes. Um, In watching the film of Sam Allinger and his career here in last season and then just the short time that you have been around him, what are some of the things that stand out most to you about him? Toughness, for one. Uh, secondly, um, learning, and, and again, there's carryover um, from from Ohio State's offense and understanding how how it operates to to what they ask, what we ask Sam to do. Um, there's a lot of football IQ going on. He's a high football IQ, and, and you know he's he's a good business mind as well. So this doesn't, doesn't uh, pertain to football, but he's a very intelligent man, to say the least. So his intelligence, um, his ability to run the ball, but throw it with tremendous accuracy. Um, You know he's got good footwork and uh, gets you out. He can manage the game, you know, really well because he can get you out of bad place. He knows where the defense is. Tremendous vision. Um, So he's he's the total package, and uh, really looking forward to to working with Sam. Um, But the, the the most. Significant trait, I'd say, is his leadership ability. You know, his ability to, to grab the guy's attention, to get them focused, uh, to make sure that um, they own. You know, he, he's on them right now when we get morning workouts and something's not going right throughout the week, somebody misses, somebody's late, whether it be tutors or, or workouts, he's on them and, he, and he's controlling that. So he's disciplining. It's player driven. And, and that's it. It's, it's, it's awesome to see that. It's awesome to be a part of that. And um, you know that trickles down now. So if you're an incoming freshman, if you're Hudson Card, you're seeing you're seeing how it's done, and, and that's it's 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 got such an enormous effect on the team uh, when you can have uh, leadership that, that Sam displays. Got time for two last ones? Start with Joe on the right. West. I think out of for an organization. Uh, the last couple of years, uh, Coach irvin has been pretty stubborn on um, staying in the 11 personnel. Uh, philosophically, do you prefer uh, to stay in that? I know, you know, to use tempo, you want to be in one personnel package, but do uh, you prefer 11, or do uh, you think maybe you could use some of the hybrid players like Jordan Whittington um, and some different personnel packages? Um, that's a great question. And what I'd say to that is, is uh, again, it, it refers back to what I said earlier, players. Formations and plays. We got to get our best eleven on the field. Who are our best eleven? Our best eleven may not be our best eleven players. They're they're the eleven that play together the best, right? Heard that before, and there's truth to that. So you got to have team players. It's our jobs to make sure that our best players are in that best eleven. Motivation, teaching, technique to make sure that they're going full steam, you know, and they're they're playing. And getting the most out of their capabilities that's important to have but i don't care if it's 11 personnel 12 personnel 22 personnel whatever it takes to move the football and that may differ from week to week depending on who you're playing from a scheme standpoint so again it goes back to, to players formations formations meaning how do you got how do you line your guys up and get an advantage and then and then plays so you know, variety is good, but you only really get Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday is basically review. So once it's in in spring ball and then you put it back in in fall camp, you know, you, you're able to rep a little bit more high volume. But then once the season starts, guys, I mean, it's it's Tuesday, Wednesday. We have an hour limitation to where we can't meet with them like the NFL does. So there's only so many players you can get ready, so many formations, so many plays within a, within a game that, that you can go. So limiting – and playing with tempo is a key. At the same time, you don't want to be at a disadvantage and not get your best matchups on the field. So Thanks. there is a balance within that. Thanks. To John. Mike, Chuck Carlton. Uh, question just going back to the tempo, because maybe five, six years ago, that was all the rage and seeing, you know, <laughs> you have teams running 90 plays routinely. Now some people have backed off. What, what's your gauge, or I guess, when to go tempo, when not to go tempo in the course of the game. And, and also, I know this changes from game to game, but you have a particular percentage of mine or like a run-pass sort of split in terms of your offense. A uh, run-pass split, you want to you be, uh, I don't know, 50 is ideal, but it really doesn't matter as long as you're moving the football, uh, securing the football and scoring points. That's the most important thing. So if it's 60-40 one way or another, it doesn't matter. As long as we're efficient and, and we're getting a lot of yards per play, doesn't really matter. With regards to tempo, um, reasons for tempo, like why do we run tempo? Um, tempo is there to totally disrupt the lines of communication in defense. Um, defensive coordinators, and Chris knows this better than anybody, they want to see what you're in. They want to see you line up. Uh, they want to signal over to their safety they want to tell the mic backer exactly where it is they want to see where the tailbacks lined up what's the guard and center split on the backside, and they want to call that out and then they want to call their defense so what you want to do is you want to try to eliminate that communication so the faster you go the more you eliminate that now things are going to happen when you go fast are you going to be in bad place? Oh we didn 't want to run into the extra defender there? Well, how did you know? We just called a tempo play so those are the things that are drawbacks, so you have to be smart about the plays that you select in order to go fast and when you select to do those things so it 's not just about you know running plays as fast as we can. A lot of things come into it, but what you 're trying to do is you 're trying to eliminate communication, but you 're trying to exhaust the defense you know you 're trying to wear them down, and if if they have a good defensive end, um, if he 's got to run. 20 yards fast and line back up and run 20 yards fast again, he's not going to have a great pass rush on third down. Now, are we going to be in third and eight? If we're going to be in third and eight, then it's no sense going fast. you know. But we have to move the football. If we're going to go fast, we're going to move the football, and we're going to get first downs. And you have to help the defense out, right? So a lot of things come into factor of, of going fast. If you're going to go fast, you, you better be efficient. Thank you, Coach. Thank you.